amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome in to another great, uh, I guess we'll call it great season of Strong Style. Of course, that is uh, from Impact Media, and Strong Style is where we will talk pro wrestling. Trust me, I watch every bit of it. I can get my hands on every week as far as um, all, the, all the major uh, groups and everything, and uh, also MMA. Uh We'll go ahead and say the disclaimer. Not really getting into Bellator this week. We'll have some for next week. Just firing back up. We'll give them time to get going so that I can get going. But season two, basically, let me just say, this is uh, why there was a big gap. Part of why there was a big gap between the last episode we did of season one and season two. Uh, Season one was kind of the trial balloon to see the response, see if you guys would want to hear a show about pro wrestling and now incorporating MMA into it. We, uh, we moved that over from our can't tell you what the name of it is because, uh, that the, uh, the all sports show, it will be everything outside of pro wrestling and MMA will be called something completely different. have a completely, uh, new vibe, new, new music, everything starting, uh, probably tomorrow. I believe this when that will drop. But, uh, yeah, moving MMA from there to here, I think that way we can talk about all combat sports in one because there are a lot of similarities between MMA and pro wrestling. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. For everybody who uh, may be new to the show, welcome. So this is uh, the, the debut of Season 2, and uh, we will be, a weekly, will be a weekly pod that you can download. And um, I'm going to start by talking MMA and UFC because uh, it is the thing freshest on my mind. And it is the thing I want to talk about first. Things that have happened since our last show. Um, Fight Island. Was Fight Island a success? Yes, absolutely was. This is what happens when you have someone like a Dana White steering the ship and being the captain. Now, granted, I know he's the president of the UFC, but this is um, Al Capone-like just without all the massacres. This is making it work and making it work well between fighting in Jacksonville, between fighting in uh, UFC Apex in 
Las Vegas, between fighting in Abu Dhabi for Fight Island, which I believe they're going back to for a handful of weeks coming up soon. Fight Island was success. How successful was it? Well, I'm staring at a uh, a mask that I wear in public that says Fight Island on it. Yeah, Dana, I'm in. I've, I've been in since, uh, since uh, a fight I'm going to talk about here in a minute that I actually would like to see the next chapter of, possibly. But Fight Island, yes. Initially, what, what we all thought maybe is going to be survivor-like, that they were going to fight out on the beach, but when you find out it's in Abu Dhabi, it's like 120 there on a daily basis. Now, somebody could uh, literally be very, very banged up for that. So I really like the concept. Really think I like everything they did there. They are making the most of not having live people in the seats there. Uh, me and my friends pulled together, and uh, actually one friend's uh, wife and, and kids watched a lot of it with us and, uh, and were impressed with the way everything came out. Kudos to Dana on that. But Fight Island, it's, uh, it captured a, a lot of a, diff- a different audience, basically. It captured the, the people who were already diehards, the, uh, the people who were uh, big fans of sport, the, big, the people who were just getting into it or back into it, like in my case, or the people who either had no interest or hadn't really looked into the way of the, of the MMA world. They were in. They, when you're uh, one of the only acts in town, a lot of times you attract the attention. Kudos to UFC and Dana White on that one. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to get into? Oh, obviously Paige Van Zandt fought the last fight of her contract at one of the, the, uh, uh, the fight islands and uh, came up unsuccessful. While we wish her the best on her future endeavors, which we do. Paige, you know, you have big support here. Would love to would love to uh, have you and your husband on the show. Her husband fights in Bellator. They are definitely the power MMA couple. They are fantastic. Uh, great Instagram followers as well. They do some just incredible things. Uh, she has signed on. A lot of people thought... A lot of people thought... A lot of people thought she's just going to join Bellator with her husband. From what I heard, um, it, there was no ill will, nothing like that. They they did speak to Bellator. Um, couldn't quite come to terms on price and some things like that. And so they kind of just left that bridge uncrossed uh, to come back to later. But Paige did sign. She signed with BKFC. For those not in on... Not in on uh, what BKFC is. It is the Bare Knuckle Fight Club, Fighting Club. Um, a lot of people are saying that she's leaving the MMA world to go to the Bare Knuckle world. Um, it's debatable because uh, some MMA disciplines have kind of grassroots, have roots in underground fight leagues such as Bare Knuckle. Um, I think, honestly, you know, for a while, Paige first, when Paige first came out, she was a fighter. She wanted everybody to know she's a fighter. Now, she's only like 25, 26, so this wasn't that long ago. 
But uh, I just want to show everybody she was a fighter. There were some injuries, uh, especially the arm, the forearm that uh, got busted a couple different times. It uh, kind of uh, stretched out the, uh, the handful of fights she was supposed to have pretty quickly, stretched them out because of the injuries. But she came out, she wanted to be a fighter. Because of the injuries, you know, she's still trying to make money, still trying to uh, get on the map and things. So she did some um, Instagram ads and promotions. And, and no, this is not some weird way of saying, oh, she... She did uh, this pictorial. No, no, no. She actually legitimately pushed a lot of products and things like that. Um, at one point, she felt like maybe it was a slight distraction to her fighting careers, and she kind of backed off from that, even though she said she actually made more money, uh, made better money uh, pushing products on Instagram than she did with the UFC thing. That was not a knock on her, on her uh, MMA contract and her UFC contract, and she wanted that to be clear as well. But she started concentrating more on her fighting. Um, came up short in her last fight. But now PBZ is going to Bare Knuckle FC. Uh, still have support from us all here at the show and all around the world page. I uh, wish you the best. And uh, we will be watching to see um, how you do with uh, Bare Knuckle. Uh, now, I told you, I, I've told the story before, but uh, initially what got me out of watching UFC and the fight game years ago was a I saw a female fight that, uh, you know, blood and guts and that kind of stuff, I usually don't have a problem with. I just saw this really, really brutal fight, and it just was hard for me to watch, and uh, so I had to take a break. What got me back... What got me back into watching was uh, late late one weekend night. They were re-showing some old UFCs. They showed uh, uh, Wei Li versus uh, Joanna. That fight, it's, it's amazing. A girl fight, uh, not a girl fight, a woman fight, a female fight got me out of it. This female fight got me back into it. It was an insanely just wicked sick awesome fight. Um, title fight at the time. And the reason I bring that up is because um, in looking at booking the future, booking, uh, you know, the, the term they use in wrestling, but it works for anything, you're booking the territory. Well, this is what we're doing to UFC. Right now, I would love to see Wei Lee versus Joanna, part two, part three, whatever it is. Or if Wei Lee's going to defend the title, why not Thug Rose? Look up Thug Rose. Rose is incredible. Incredible. Didn't really know who she was, so I saw her fight. Then I realized where all the hype was. And uh, if you get Wei Lee versus Joanna, if you get Wei Lee versus Thug Rose, I think you uh, it could possibly be the headliner. These are three women who throw down and are very, very good at what they do. A uh, shout-out. Two, Kamzat uh, Chimeyev, I believe is how you say his name. He had two fights in 10 days, all in, in Fight Island. And uh, it's not just two fights in 10 days. He was in one weight class, dropped more weight 10 days later, and won both fights. He had two finishes. In his first fight, he had the submission at uh, 1 minute and 12 seconds into round number two. And then turned around 10 days later and had the TKO slash KO in round one, three minutes and nine seconds. That 
is incredible. Not only two fights in 10 days, not only two wins in 10 days, two finishes in 10 days, and both of them barely halfway into the fight. Just, just incredible. Um, you got to talk about Jorge, uh, Jorge Masvidal or George Masvidal, whichever you would like me to refer to him. Huge fan of this guy. It's again, I had always heard the name in between the times that, that I wasn't watching UFC. If I uh, would say Masvidal, Masvidal, okay, okay, Masvidal, okay. Uh, yeah, this guy, he uh, took the fight, the the title fight on short notice, came up a little short. Um, he's going to get another shot, and um, I would not want to be. I would not want to be his next opponent because he is going to be focused. He is going to be driven. And uh, in the meantime, he was actually on the ACL, the American Cornhole League. He he took on one of the pros there. Um, he's a decent cornholer. This pro uh, uh, made short work of him. But uh, George Masvidal, man, he's, he's he could be like the next Connor-like guy, big star. And Dana realizes it, so he is going to do his best to uh, promote him and do the things that uh, are going to make the UFC money, they're going to make Dana White happy, and they're going to make George Masvidal into the next big thing. Uh, the UFC released Max Roscoff. He was the one who gave the uh, verbal tap out, basically, uh, in between rounds. He verbally quit in round number two. He, he took a fight on short notice. He'd been undefeated coming into that. Um, he, he, like I said, he took it on short notice. I think, you know, another company should zap him up. The UFC had to release him. You just, you, you don't, God, just, if he didn't want the fight, he shouldn't have took the fight. I don't know why he went in, uh, got gassed in the, in the first round, and proceeded to uh, just quit and uh, it's going to give him a bad rep but it's the reclamation project for anybody who picks him up dude's a good fighter he uh i, I don't know what was going on he might have had more going on than he got into but uh somebody will pick max up and we will see what happens with that i want to get into the card from over the weekend because to me i think there were three um there were three big Big, big, big victory stories that there were. Um, I'm just going to go through all three of them. I think they each have their own importance. But we got Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic. It was for the heavyweight title, which Stipe came in with. And he ended up leaving with. After unanimous decision, they went all five rounds. Uh, you could say something about an eye poke, but they both had one. Uh, the fact that Daniel got an eye poke at the end of, got his eye poke pretty bad where he couldn't see really out of it in, in, uh, round three and yet still won round four is uh, pretty amazing. Almost won round five. He almost still won the fight. Uh, but Daniel Cormier is officially done. So, you know, uh, kudos to him. Congratulations to him on a uh, fantastic career. I think he is one of the better heavyweights of all time. He's one of the better fighters. I think he, he has a uh, killer, just a killer 
resume if you look at it. He's, he's going to get more into the media side of things. He's already been calling fights, doing some EA Sports things and all. It's, he, Daniel's going to be fun. Uh, but congratulations to Stipe on keeping the title. They are already lining up opponents for him. Hopefully before the end of the year, I think December is when we could see the next one. He's talking about taking time off. The only problem is you're the champ. You uh, you can't just take eight, nine months off when you're the champ. You just had a big fight like that. So uh, they will have to uh, see what's going on with that. Now, the next big thing, next big thing that happened, I believe, was uh, Sean O'Malley. Took on uh, Marlon Vera, Cheeto. Sean O'Malley, who made uh, made his big splash into the UFC through the Dana White Contender Series, which is actually on tonight as we record this. Um, Sean O'Malley, undefeated all the way up until now, got handed his first loss by Cheeto. Cheeto is no slouch whatsoever and uh, got the stoppage uh, at the end of round one. But uh, that, that's the thing. I think Sean, I think O'Malley got caught up in his own hype just a little. And in the process, it got him. So uh, Cheeto Vera goes to 16-6-1 in the Phantomweight. Sean O'Malley will be back. I think he'll be a little more focused next time. And uh, I don't want to take away from Vera because Vera fought a great fight and won. It's not that O'Malley lost the fight on his own. Vera very much came in ready to to uh, to uh, come at O'Malley after after all the crap talk and everything leading up into it. So congratulations, Cheeto, and uh, Sean will rebound, no problems there. The other one, you had the ageless wonder Jim Miller, who has fought like 50 times in the UFC or something between him and Cowboy Cerrone. They are right at the record, but uh, Jim Miller seems to fight once a month now, and that is just fantastic. Uh, he took on uh, Vince Pichel, who had been out for about a year or so for various things. I think it was mainly injury-related, but I'm not 100%. Uh, the cool thing in this is, uh, based off of uh, based off of Vince's uh, crazy old-school mustache he had and uh, Jim Miller's full beard and, and close-cut hair, this looked like it could have been a bare knuckle fight during the, I don't know, uh, 1800s. It was fantastic. Uh, Pichel ends up with the unanimous decision after three great rounds. He, he did win them. It was, uh, I, I would say, uh, probably 65-35. He, he was controlling the fight. But uh, he's back in the fact that uh, Jim Miller will probably fight in another month. But uh, those were the three big things that I thought happened. There were some other... Uh, Sousa with the victory over uh, Ashley Yoder. That was a good one. Um, Kai Kamaka over Tony Kelly. I mean, just if you get a chance, go back and watch uh, the pay-per-view. It was really good. Uh, Junior Joe Santos, I think, had a, a pretty good showing, but uh, Rosenstruck ended up with a the victory there. That's uh, that's a heavyweight thing. You, you got to think Rosenstruck is, is um, working his way to the top, maybe three, four, Fighters down the road for, for uh, Stipe as far as that. But that's going to wrap up our MMA talk. I want to get into I want to get into all that has happened in the world of professional wrestling in the last week or so. Um, I 
let's start with I'm gonna do Raw. I'm gonna do NXT. I'm gonna do SummerSlam. I mean, uh, and then SmackDown. And then I'm gonna talk to SummerSlam card coming up. So let's do it that way. Um, the big takeaway is basically here lately on Raw. You get Raw Underground, which is kind of I don't want to call it staged, but it is um, a wrestling ring with no ropes. So as the polls, they are kind of doing uh, kind of like Underground Fight League. They're getting to showcase some of their younger talent. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, who is a uh, great collegiate wrestler, they have had um, they had Eric from uh, Viking Tag Team. They have had uh, Bobby Lashley show up, which he's an MMA guy. I mean, there's there's been, I mean, I, I get it. They they've had uh, Nia Jax make some. Some uh, headway on there. They've had Shayna Baszler, but Shayna Baszler is accomplished MF Hank uh, and a complete badass. So uh, they you got to kind of watch those things. Um, it seemed like they are going to pair her back up with her other two uh, MMA part of the uh, the Horsewomen without Ronda Rousey, basically. But uh, I, I very much look forward to that. I don't think they should do that. Um, the other thing on uh, one of the other thing on uh, Raw is you get a uh, Dominic Mysterio, who we basically watched grow up. Thank goodness they it's not some bloodline related um, storyline. Um, Ray is doing a fantastic job of uh, taking this one on the chin as far well on the eye, I guess, as far as this storyline against Seth Rollins to bring Dominic in. Um, he is, he got beaten up pretty good with a kendo stick. That's kind of a way of wearing in the rookie. Um, didn't have, didn't have a whole lot of problem with that because, uh, nothing personal, but if you're going to get into pro wrestling, yeah, you kind of get initiated in. It's usually through some, uh, some, uh, your first few matches, you, you take a pretty good beating, so to say, to, uh, kind of break you in, see if you really want to stick around. Um, I don't know where they go after this though, because, uh, if Seth wins, okay, he should, it's, it's. A brand new green guy. If Dominic wins, he just beat a former world champion, and then he's in limbo because where does he go from there? You can't put him against somebody else. I mean, honestly, he should probably be in NXT regardless of what happens, but it seems to be what uh, I, I really don't know what they're going to do. Um, you know what? It was a week ago today, actually. Happy Birthday Hulk Hogan. Throw that in real quick. Um, the other thing about Raw, there is a new faction group, um, part Aces and Eights from Impact Wrestling a couple years ago, part um, Nexus, part NWO, part insert your favorite faction who comes in and destroys things and attacks people, a.k.a. every other one. I don't know why they're ripping all these other ones off. These guys come in in mask hoods, guys and girls. They have destroyed a wrestling ring with a chainsaw. They have beat up everybody in sight. They have done all kinds of other things. They're called Retribution. Um, rumor has it that Donovan uh, Dijakovic, who may be Donovan Dijak now, again, maybe one of them. And uh, it looks like to me it's a bunch of NXT people. I, I don't know where they're going with this because nobody has really been their number one target opposition. I mean, they've uh, attacked ringside. They have attacked... Um, equipment in the back, they've attacked people in the back, people in the ring, people in the outside area, they have attacked um, the people in the production truck, yet they didn't really take over the production truck, that didn't make a lot of sense to me, because 
you're gonna destroy, you're gonna take everybody out of the room, wouldn't you take over the room? I just, I, I don't know where they're going with this because, like I said, there's, there's no immediate opposition that are trying to go against them. It's just like the roster bands together and kind of runs them off occasionally. I just, I don't know where they're going with it. Um, NXT wise, uh, Keith Lee was the uh, champ champ, but he took his, he took his secondary. He took his secondary title and uh, said, you know what? I'll keep the heavyweight. He beat Adam Cole. Great match. Um, it was time for Adam Cole to do some different things. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and uh, he took the heavyweight championship, and he took the uh, the other one, and he says, uh, you know what? It's time for somebody else to get that opportunity the way I did. So there's been tournaments and other things, and uh, they will be crowning that very soon. It is, it is coming up at their next big pay-per-view, which uh, may be this weekend as well. Um, I was already a fan of, of Tegan Knox anyway, but Dakota Kai, who is like her sworn enemy on screen now, uh, has, has really, really grown to me as well. I think the two of them are the best women wrestlers and arguably two of the better wrestlers overall in NXT. But um, just just anytime Dakota Kai or Tegan Knox are in the ring, they are a must watch. They are innovative. They are doing things, and they are just so on the mark with everything they're doing. Just fluid, just smooth. That, uh, like I said, it's it's a must watch. And uh, looks like they're kind of building Dakota up, maybe for a uh, a title run. I don't know. Uh, that would be good because her and Tegan could go back and forth for a couple months continue their rivalry. It's always good. I just don't want them to rely on it. You need to build it up properly. And then that leads me to what Adam Cole is doing now that he lost his world championship. Um, I was curious to see what they were going to do with him. They basically took him and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, which are the uh, undisputed era, and banded them back together, and they've come out and attacked people. They have come out and try to make their presence known as the be-all, end-all top faction in NXT and possibly WWE, which it's arguable that what other foursome is anywhere close to them? I can't think of one. I, I, it would take a while for me to put one together. With that being said, they have Adam Cole... Um, in this little beef with Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee, the former punter of the Indianapolis Colts. Pat McAfee does the uh, Pat McAfee Show. It is one of the better podcasts out. If you're not listening to it, you should be. Um, he does some commentating and some announcer work for NXT. And uh, they got into a little shoving match at the end of uh, uh, Pat McAfee was doing commentary. Adam Cole said, you know, I can hear you. And Pat McAfee's like, look, it's just commentary. I'm just trying to... Uh, you know, just be a little funny, be a little candid. Uh, Adam Cole didn't like it so much. They uh, kind of shoved each other. It ended with Pat McAfee uh, putting in a pretty good kick on Adam Cole that uh, supposedly left him laying. Um, they're supposed to confront each other this Wednesday, which will be tomorrow. But once again, I don't really know where they're going with this, but um, it, it could be interesting because Pat has always been in incredible shape. He is loud. He is outspoken. He is already a character. He's a big wrestling fan. 
Um, and they're giving somebody different a nod against uh, arguably one of the best wrestlers in the company. So kind of looking forward to see where this goes. And then, of course, with SmackDown, you got Retribution. Once again, this group that uh, equal opportunity, they have done some things there. It's actually the SmackDown ring that they uh, destroyed with the chainsaw. And by destroyed, just the ring ropes mainly. Um, you have uh, the Sasha Banks stuff, which is just blah. It's, it's not believable that she is better than the people that she is wiping the floor with. And I just, it's not even that I'm not that big a fan. It's just, it's um, Bailey being a champ, double champ. Sure. Sasha, I'm just not believing it. Just not, I'm not believing she, her game has not been on that top caliber that it has been in the past. So uh, I'm looking forward to them moving at least one of those titles off because uh, it's, uh, it's making it to where most of her matches are, are non-watchers anymore. Then you get this Bray, Alexa, Braun thing. Um, this could be a killer angle. For one, Alexa needs a little bit of a shakeup. Pairing her with either Bray or Braun or keeping her in the middle, that's that's a whole new angle for her. If she went a little darker with the things she did, I think that could be interesting. It is a breath of fresh air. Shakes up some things uh, some things for her. Hey, honey. And, uh, you know, that's just something they need to get into. That's just a a new a new angle because uh, she's pretty much had the same angle, whether good or bad, as far as what side of things she's on. Well, uh, since she started, and she's still incredible, still one of the best out there. But uh, a shakeup could be nice, and I think this could definitely be one of those. Let's see if there's anything else from those I wanted to get into. Uh, I told you about the rise of Dakota. She actually beat Rhea Ripley at one point. Um, the Bronson Reed stuff in NXT. I like this. This kid is, uh, he doesn't look like your typical um, A-plus guy that they're going to push, right? But he, he has this Kevin Owens thing about him. Kevin Owens is very unorthodox. Most people look to Kevin Owens. Most people, the same way they used to look at CM Punk and go, nah, never be a big champ. Never be a big champ? Seriously? Uh, CM Punk, champ, multiple champ. Uh, Kevin Owens, multiple champ. Always believable. The way he brings and presents himself. I think Bronson Reed is could be that next kind of unorthodox still gets it done. People like this guy. Uh, he's in a big, he's in the big match for the, uh, the uh, secondary championship. He's in a, he's one of the three, three or four in the ladder match. Um, it's just, it's killer. Yeah. Take over 30. Um, Loomis is also in that match. Dexter Loomis, a bit guy I'm a big fan of, but it seemed like he got an ankle injury, or for some reason they're pulling him out of this. Like maybe they don't think it's quite time. I don't know. I'm a big, big fan of this kid. Um, having Imperium as the tag champions, I have no problems there. I think they can hold on to him for a while. They are kind of reshuffling and redoing a lot of the tag division down in NXT. So we will see what they end up going with. Um, what else was there? 
I don't. No, I already told you about the uh, about Shannon returning and uh, kind of going at Sasha and Bailey. Have no problems there. In fact, if somebody was going to take out Sasha, Shayna Baszler would be the one I would pick. Um. Oh, the passing of uh, Kamala, which is uh, James Harris. Um, he, he passed away at 70. He was original Kamala. Uh, dude, just, he, he got it, man. It, it wasn't like a, uh, oh, he's a dumb guy that they painted up and he, and he just played the part. No, no, no. He, he very much took the brass ring of this and, and uh, took it to higher lengths. And uh, thoughts and prayers condolences to the Harris family. Uh, he'll be big, big, big miss. Uh, just a real legend. And, um, yeah, like I said, just, just, uh, really going to be missed. Now, let's go to the SummerSlam card for this weekend. You got Matt Riddle. I'm just not a big fan of Matt Riddle, but, uh, I get, I get it. They're trying to do something different. Uh, Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. I think this is the guy who starts. Matt Riddle off with as far as a uh, big time feud. I have no problem with King Corbin wins uh, because I don't think Riddle's quite ready to run with it. But uh, King Corbin, he is uh, took the he took the brass ring of this this old king uh, king of crown and and he's doing just fantastic. Um, I think Corbin wins, but uh, I, I look forward to it. You got Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, who for some reason are still fighting. Hopefully, this is the blow-off match, and it's hair versus hair, because Deville attacked Rose in the back, cut off a chunk of her hair. Basically, like Mandy wanted to get a haircut, she got a haircut, and um, I really don't know who's going to win this. Uh, you would think Sonya, because a lot of times in hair versus hair matches, they start to cut a lot of it off after the match, post-match, and then... And then uh, when they when they cut off a decent chunk of it, uh, the person runs away. And they just end up with a shorter haircut. Um, be interesting to see what will actually happen because they have both threatened to make the other ball. Um, I would take Mandy Rose in this. Uh, I think Sonya can pull off the uh, the short hair look a lot better. I uh, get the United States Championship match: Apollo Cruz, who's the champ, versus MVP. I don't know why they keep building up. MVP is good and solid. Apollo Cruz is way better. Uh, Apollo should take this one. I, I don't know why MVP is the guy they're throwing in front of him, but I guess if Lashley is the next likely opponent, then uh, he's already beat Shelton a handful of times. Might as well beat MVP. Uh, I give Apollo the nod. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship, it is the Street Profits who are the chance versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, the whole poison angle is weird because if – Selena Vega actually poisoned um, one of the Street Profits drinks and made him sick and all that kind of stuff. That would be uh, grounds for legal charges, and she would probably be in prison. So it, it was a weird angle. Not sure what they did. Uh, Andrade and Angel Garza would be a good changeup. I thought Andrade was, was on his way towards the top top. But uh, they have uh, pulled him back into the mid-level. Angel Garza is a fantastic performer, always has been. Um, give me Andrade and Angel Garza to uh, be the new Raw champs. They're kind of reshuffling the, the tag divisions in, in all of WWE. So we will see if uh, this is kind of a new era of having those guys as the champs. Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio, I kind of already talked about. It's a street fight. 
AKA weird things are going to happen. Like probably uh, Rey Mysterio will come out and help. Other people may come out and help. It will end up being a multi-person ordeal. I would imagine. I just, I, I don't, I don't know where you go with this because Seth wins. Like I said, if Seth wins, so what? If Dominic wins, then what? So, um, I don't know. The way they're building it up, Dominic's going to win in some weird way. Maybe he pokes Seth in the eye and he gives up and runs off. Something weird. Uh, there's a, the, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Asuka. Asuka. I want her to take it back. Um, I'm, a, I'm still a big fan of what Bailey is doing. Uh, Bad Bailey, as I'm calling it. Give me, because uh, if Bad Bailey wins, then who do you put against her now? Because she's basically ran through the division twice. Uh, they, they keep kind of semi-building up people here and there, and then nothing. So uh, unless you're about to promote somebody from, from down below, but I don't like the instant promotion to a title shot. So, uh, I still take Bad Bailey in this one. Give me Bad Bailey. I like Oscar a lot. I just, I think Bad Bailey needs to win this. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship, you get Sasha Banks, who is the champ, versus Oscar in this one as well. This is the one Oscar I think, should win. I uh, take the title off of Sasha. I don't care if she's a tag champ or not. That, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, there's been a lot of weird, weird, bad finishes with uh, Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka lately. Um, if if uh, Asuka is not the one to take it off of Sasha, once again, I, I say Shayna should be. But if Asuka wins, then instead of the rematch, or you, or you do the rematch immediately on Raw, get it out of the way, then it should be Shayna Baszler versus Asuka in kind of a no-holds-barred match and just let them beat the crap out of each other. It would be fantastic. I don't want it with weapons and stuff, but these two understand MMA, understand pro wrestling, understand showmanship, showwomanship, rather. Um, you know what? Give me Asuka to, to take the Raw Women's Championship and then immediately Shayna Baszler come out and clear the ring. Uh, Universal Championship. You get Braun Strowman, the champ, versus the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. If uh, Braun is kind of going over towards the monster side, I would not have a problem with these two being feuding monsters or being monsters on either side of the spectrum. Um, I, I like Strowman going dark. Um, having having Alexa Bliss in the middle of this, I, like I said, if she went dark, whether she sided with one side or the other, I think she's better off siding with Bray if she was going to and kind of being uh, them doing a uh, uh, we rule the dark, you know, we rule the shadows type uh, a couple of partnership. You know, they don't have to be love interest. It could be partnership type thing, you know, king and queen of the underworld, so to say. I think that would be a great direction to go. I think Bray Wyatt should win this match, and maybe it's because Alexa plays a part in it. And then... The main event, WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre, who is the champ, versus Randy Orton. I really like Drew McIntyre. Um, he, he's been pulling the Seth Rollins thing lately where when you are the guy on top, you come out and talk for 10 minutes, and then your opponent comes out and attacks somebody or you, and then you run them off, and that is pretty much your week every week. I like that they are not putting him out there all the time. I 
don't need to see him defend all the time. Um, with that being said, I think he's got one more run in him. So give me Randy Orton to be your new, basically Raw champion, WWE champion. Uh, give me Randy Orton in that one. So to recap, I got Randy Orton winning the WWE championship. I've got Bray Wyatt winning the Universal Championship. I've got Oshka winning the Raw Women's Championship, losing the SmackDown Women's Championship to Bailey. Bad Bailey. Uh, give me Dominic Mysterio in some weird way over Seth Rollins, some weird oddball, typical WWE. Uh, give me Andrade and Angel Garza winning the Raw Tag Team Championship. God, I got a lot of titles moving. But Impact Wrestling just did this too. We'll get into that. Uh, United States Championship, Paulo Cruz is going to keep it because he is way better than MVP. I think Sonya Deville loses her hair against Mandy Rose. And uh, I think, I guess, in the kickoff here, I got King Corbin over Matt Riddle. Now, let me see if I can get a takeover. There we go. The NXT TakeOver. I will breeze through these real quickly. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Give me Pat McAfee in some weird way. Uh, NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Give me Dakota Kai winning the championship. You have the NXT North American Championship where it will be Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus... I think three other people that have yet to be announced. Um, give me Bronson Reed. I think the kid can do it. NXT Championship, Keith Lee is going to beat Karrion Cross. I think this is, but it's going to be weird at the end. Karrion Cross is fantastic. Uh, I think this will be a more than one-off match they are going to face again down the road. Uh, Santos Escobar is going to run over Isaiah Swerve Scott and keep his Cruiserweight Championship. Is that all of the one at the moment? I believe that is the entire card. So, um, yeah, that, that should be a pretty decent one. Should be a pretty decent one there. Um, but uh, real quickly, let me run through the other promotions. You got Impact Wrestling uh, Tuesday nights on, what they on AXS still, I think. Uh, the big thing to know about them right now, they have new faces and returning faces where they've got, um, let's see. God, what is his name? Heath. Heath Slater. Heath Slater is over there. Uh, you've got the... The, the Broskis, the Good Brothers, whatever you want to call them, that's uh, Gallows and Anderson, they are fantastic. The Motor City Machine Guns went over there and, and took the tag titles back. I have no problems with that. Um, Eric Young is back over there. No problems there. Um, let's see. There was a... Uh, Brian Myers is over there. You may know him as um, the other half of Majors Brothers or whatever with uh, Zach Ryder. 
He's the other half of, of uh, that tag team. He is over there. Um, just a bunch of, of uh, they have upgraded their roster immensely. And they already had a pretty decent, solid roster. But they have added some value and some big-time indie punch in the people they have signed. Uh, definitely definitely more of a must-watch. Outside of the uh, the Hustle House, um, I like Crazy Steve in it. But past that, I, I don't understand. They're doing kind of like a Big Brother reality show where they do wrestling matches, and it's just really, really kind of goofy. Um, AEW continues to plug along. Cody Rhodes is really pushing the U.S. title, the TNT title. What say he is defending against almost anybody? Um, he between him and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and I mean, just AEW must watch every every Wednesday as well. Um, just incredible kinds of things they're doing. Uh, FTR, their tag division is outstanding. You got the Young Bucks, you got uh, Omega and, and, and uh, Hangman Page, you've got FTR, which used to be the revival. You've got the Dark Order, you've got the Best Friends, you've got Ortiz and Santana. Um, and that's just, and the Dark Order can be like four different configurations. Um, they were able to get Matt Cardova, or Cardona, who is Zack Ryder. They were able to get him. Uh, MJF continues to show why he is, should be one of the focal points of building blocks going forward. That guy is money. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Jericho stuff has just been fantastic. Uh, their women's division is outstanding as well. They have uh, really put some... Some big time uh, emphasis in their women's division. John Moxley is still believable as the champ. No problems there. Um, God, there was there was something. Oh, Jungle Express. I forgot them out of the tag division. That's that was mentioned like eight tag teams that are worth a watch. Uh, let's see what else. I think that was. Yeah. It. AEW just continued, and see, here's the best thing, is that the the main people who run that are wrestlers. It is Tony Khan, who is the son of Shad Khan, who owns the, um, what they own, Everton Football Club and the Jacksonville Jaguars, but uh, Tony Khan, big wrestling fan, it, uh, basically AEW was started, founded, and ran mostly by Tony Khan, uh, Cody, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. I'm missing somebody in there somewhere. Maybe Paige. But either way, the organization ran by wrestlers. They've got JR, they've got Tony Schiavone, um, Taz, Excalibur. That's, that's their announced team. And it, it was just. Unbelievably great that uh, and right now it's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan because everybody is out there killing it. Everybody is is uh, I mean it's there's there's now competition and not and not only it's not super super competition as far as everybody's on the same level, but no, it's it's now there are options. If you on Wednesday nights you get you get an option you can watch NXT or you can watch AEW. Um, you know, if, if you like the WWE style, well, three different times a week, they're on Mondays, Friday, Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays, uh, ring of honor, 
has been doing some uh, once they, them and New Japan start to get back going and everything. Those are going to be incredible. These Ring of Honor things every week. They did Shane Taylor feature. They've done they've done a feature on uh, the octopus. Uh, On the octopus, on, on everybody. It's it's just been a super fun time to be, whether it's MMA with UFC and now Bellator popping back up, or whether it's, it's uh, like I said, WWE has three shows. You have uh, Impact Wrestling, who has a killer roster now. Eddie Edwards is the champ. Total, total, no problems there. you got AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Those are about to fire back up. It's just going to be an incredible time to be a fan of the combat sports. That's going to do it for us here on Season 2 episode. Uh, we'll call this Straight Fire because it is uh, it is hot in here. <laughs> and uh, it is not just me. It's all this great action going on. But I am Jeremy the Impact Lord. Thanks for tuning in to the debut of Season 2 of Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Deuce is good. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.